0: Podcast The French Futurist.
1: My name is Jean-Christophe benis uh, I'm the French Futurist, uh, philanthropist, uh, tech investor, uh, TED speaker. Uh, I'm the founder of team 4 ua uh, and HIT in the United States. The war is exactly the same for me than a fire on a big uh, forest. It's burning everything, it's destroying, it's it's pain, but uh, it's creating the condition of a new beginning. And a new beginning for the society, for the people, for some habits before who are not anymore, for accelerating in politics, in society, and we see it on a daily basis. and the podcast I want here in Kiev is to speak about that.
0: Podcast The French Futurist.
1: Uh, Alex, very nice to meet you. Uh, can we begin perhaps by you? I would like to know better who you are.
0: Sure, it's likewise. My name is Alex Bordenkoff. I work for the Minister of Digital Transformation for the last three years. And uh, in the ministry, I'm basically responsible for developing and the growth of startup ecosystem, venture ecosystem, and generally like IT industry of Ukraine.
1: Where are you from in Ukraine?
0: I'm from Southern Part. Uh, I was born in Bolgrad. It's Odeska, Odessa region. Odessa region. Yeah.
1: I heard uh, preparing this talk that uh, you were a star in, in Odessa region, uh, mm. creating a lot of startup. Uh, how do you switch from uh, entrepreneurship uh, to somehow politics
0: uh, as you do now? Well, if I keep long story short, when in 2019 President Zelensky won elections and he stated this vision that when he wants to build a country in smartphone and um, later, a little bit later, the Ministry of Digital Transformation was created. It's new ministry. It was mm-hmm. created three years ago. It never existed before. Um, Minister Fedorov, he was already appointed by that time. He was looking for someone who have uh, both experience in public management and uh, in a private business. So to be a sort of a conduit f- between government and a business. And uh, uh, one of my friends, he told me that he's looking for this person and he m- may introduce me to Michael Ferrer, which he did. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had this interview um, and I, I think this... This was not just me, but there's probably, I don't know, but I suppose there's a number of persons that wanted, he, wanted to, he wanted to interview. And he asked me to prepare a vision uh, of what kind of steps I would take if uh, I was in this position. I sort of did, and uh, he, he, I, this whole process I know, was around months or two. And he eventually said, yeah, yeah, let's let's work together. So
1: what is your vision about uh, how how need to be a country digitalized? What is the uh, what is uh, the what is the goal? Is Estonia, for example, the, the good example, uh, or you want to do your own? Uh, you you have your own vision. What is your vision? I,
0: I don't think it's it's uh, it's a right to say uh, it's correct to say that my vision because uh, I think it's a vision of the ministry and. Uh, all the process of uh, digital transformation. It's not just me or not just uh, Mikhail Fedorov, it's it's a team effort. Of course he's leading and uh, and it's his job to envision where we want to go, but there's like 200 people working on this. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah. (coughs) I think the vision is, and it was stated a a number of times, that we want to move all the government services online and besides along that we want to refactor all the government services and see if there's a possibility to completely remove human factor like maybe for majority of uh, government services there's no need in human interaction at all and a machine can take the decision Mm -hmm. can make a decision um and for some of them it's it's already been done it's already working like opening a business in Ukraine before, there was an um, application from entrepreneur and then some government representative should decide yeah, if yeah. there's... Put, but now... You need to sign... Yeah, or. whatever. Now it's been done without any human interaction or involvement. And there are many of such things that could be done, I think, in the same way. Um, so. Um, that's the, that's the big vision. And in terms of, that's a very good point, Where what we, what we want to build. I think in the beginning, uh, and uh, I think Minister Fedorov told about this also in public, that when he was thinking about how to build this uh, transformation, digital transformation of the whole country, he was visiting Estonia, and many things that Estonia did by that time was his inspiration. And I was also there, yeah, and there was, uh, we were studying their experience, and I, th- I would like to say that they did a tremendous job in, uh, in their country. Um, but then, I think that w- the past that we have chosen, uh, it's a bit different. Um, and uh, we have many of our own things that we already proposed. Like, for example, in Estonia, I think they started around 20 years ago. And many things that they have accomplished, it's like 10-15 years, they've already been using mm. this, or enjoying this uh, digital country yeah. for many years, relatively. Um, but back in the days, it, it was done for personal computers, for laptops. But today, we carry all of our things in, in, in a smartphone. In smartphone yeah. So, when we started to build this, a uh, further revision was to uh, really build a country in smartphone. So we have chosen a concept which we called uh, mobile first. So everything that we're doing is uh, adapting for for the phone. So people don't have to go home, sit in front of a computer, a uh, yeah. and do some stuff, or I don't know, connect with a laptop. You can do almost everything, except maybe some complex government services like. Uh, we call it which is uh, uh, service for Sorry. registering a baby mm-hmm. n- newborn baby uh, for infants and um, uh, the, most of the services you can do just using your phone and Estonia now also they figured th- th- that they also have to make a lot of changes and recently in Davos they um, have taken uh, our DIA concept and made a similar application based on our experience in our s- source code so we not only just, the, just we're studying from learning from them we also ha- now have things that we have given them so ex- explain perhaps for, for our,
1: our followers what is the concept of dia because here everything touched dia everyone is having dia uh,
0: well dia is basically uh, uh, well starting from the name dia is uh, is translating from ukrainian as action but it's not just translation of the word, it's also an acronym. Um, and if I translate it roughly, it, it, it's going to be like government and I. So three letters. Država i ja. So government and I. And if we combine those three letters, it's dia, which is action. So it, it could have two meanings. Both are applicable, by the way, it, it, both make sense. And that's um, it's about name. In, in 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 essence, it's a government app containing all your digital papers, like your passport, your driver license, your car titles, your car insurance, your I don't know, student uh, ID, pension ID that you, you can pay in fines, if speed violations, for example, you, you can, other, other types of fines, you can see if there is a, uh, if, if government, uh, I don't know, if a court system uh, summoned you, for example, mm-hmm. or you can pay taxes. And recently, uh, again, I think it was in Davos, uh, Minister Federer said that we wanna build like super app. So it's yeah. a government super app for, Built for interaction between government and, and, and any citizen.
1: So from this app, uh, you achieve a second goal, uh, Dia City, for startups, IT. Uh, what is the concept of, uh, exactly. of Dia City?
0: Not exactly. because uh, Dia became a brand at a certain point. Okay. And uh, we were building, um, not to confuse people, we started to build different different projects under this umbrella. So Dia is like flagship brand, but we also have DA Education, which is not an app. It's initiative to teach people digital skills, digital literacy. We have also DA Business. It's also a separate project. It's not an app. It's a project to help small and medium business, for example. And uh, we have other some other projects. And DA City is also not an app. It's a project. It's basically a legal framework it's a regulatory policy to help uh, companies incorporate IT companies incorporate in Ukraine and pay low taxes. So, so the basically it's like a special economic zone so for any, IT companies.
1: Any kind of company around the world can go inside their cities? Sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, if it's uh, for if, if it's Producing software software or uh, yeah or related uh, uh, like testing uh, software or I don't know gaming industry uh, I mean video games video games Um, there's like blockchain uh, virtual assets and other things that if it's doing this kind of stuff it could join but uh, any company yeah any company can join but uh, if it's in if it's foreign company it still has to open an entity in Ukraine. In it could own 100% be owned by foreign, but you cannot enter the city having, let's say, French uh, incorporation. Okay. You have to be. You have to incorporated be reincorporated. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. You built this vision before the actual war.
0: Yeah.
1: How did the war and the, what happened last year uh, impact your vision and, and your plan?
0: Well, I would say drastically. <laughs> there were significant changes in in everything that we were doing, especially first couple months. Uh, there's were like very uncertain and hectic times. Of course, we stopped all the for the development of services and uh, like all the development projects. And during the first week, the goal was to at least uh, protect what we have, protect this digital infrastructure from physical damage like for example, they uh, f- uh, fired a rocket to one of the backup centers where the servers mm-hmm. were luckily they were evacuated one day before. Uh, for example. yeah so those are, of course, we realized that Mm. that some of our, our digital infrastructure will be a target for of course. for Russians. Yeah. Um, and there's many of such examples that our team efforts were targeted to continue providing services, uh, digital services as before the war, uh, in the same time, moving them to cloud or just to some other locations. We started to adjust... Some of the services, like we made uh, digital documents available offline, for example, because there was, we we figure out there could be a problem with internet and connectivity, so people still um, need to identify themselves, and and this is this became even more important because people were leaving their houses in hurry, yeah, and the only thing that they had on the border, uh, I think it's in the first couple of days is their phone, the phone so they the were identifying, mm. yeah, because they like. Uh, Some of them just didn't have documents because they have hours, a couple hours to leave their home. So we made it available offline, for example. Then we um, started to work on the services that helps people in the the war zone, like give them... Using DIA, knowing that those are citizens and also we knew that their location, if they are in war zone, they were subject to receive government help. And then many, many other things. that was related to specifically for the war. Of course, projects like DA Business, DA Education, they were completely stopped. And uh, for example, one of the centers in DA City, I'm sorry, DA Business, it was in Bucha. So it was completely uh, physically, physically destroyed. destroyed yeah, yeah. Th- Those big office with the... Um, Are you um,
1: facing a lot of problematic of security uh, in terms of cyber security?
0: Quite frankly, I'm not uh, a person who is in charge of cyber security matters in our ministry. But I know that... Uh, the system that were built before the war uh, managed to resist all the attacks of, of the Russians, and uh, at some point we we were actually I remember this this first w- couple of weeks that some of people were saying like they're gonna just turn off your electricity grid or completely shut down your uh, digital system or um, the border system everything like and it didn't happen. So at some point we realized that they not so powerful that they claim, uh, and then I remember that uh, when we realized we started to offend, like offensive operations, and and the, I know there's still a lot of cybersecurity offensive operation uh, against Russians, but it it was something that we were na- unable to imagine in first, and yeah we were really I, I remember this, there was there was a lot of. Uh, fear about this, like, yeah, what could happen? Maybe they really have access to those systems. But not. they didn't have, and they were not able to penetrate the perimeter, security perimeter.
1: What is the biggest challenge uh, when you are transforming a country in, in a war zone? In war times? In war times. Because you keep following doing your job, and you keep following doing good job, and, uh, and, and the country is moving and moving fast. I'm asking you this question because I'm French and France was unable Mm. since I'm born and I'm I'm, I'm a bit older than you, Mm. so since I'm born to do any digital transformation inside the country. So uh, my my main question is why Ukraine is able to move move fast when countries like France or others are unable to adapt on that?
0: Well, I think it's a matter of uh, priorities, like political priorities. I recently heard that, um, to your statement, I li- recently heard that someone said that Ukraine uh, made this path that Estonia did for 20 years, made it pass for three years. So I think that one of the major reasons uh, is that president said, I want to build this country in smartphone. And then a special ministry to implement this goal was created. and. Um, Minister further, he's not just minister; of this, he's vice prime minister, so he's able to coordinate different ministries and And then we have created a, what we call Institute of Chief Digital Transformation Officers. So the, those are basically people in every ministry, in every major government institution, with the uh, on the position of deputy minister, like or I don't know, second in command in uh, not less so every ministry in Ukraine has this person and I think in France if you want to really like speed up a digital transformation you should do s- something similar a point uh, so I think the president I, I, I don't know parliament should think about creation of an um, uh, institution that will be responsible exactly for digital transformation matters. But not just that, but also appoint person in every government institution that is responsible for digital transformation.
1: And speaking all together to be able yeah. to go in the same direction. Yeah. So,
0: uh, Minister further, Vice Prime Minister further, he's coordinating every uh, Chief Digital Transformation Officer in every ministry. And this really speeds up the process because we have like an agent in every digital transformation agent in every ministry. So they can think about anything because like if the Ministry of Agriculture, of course their major role is to develop like agriculture and policy regulation of agriculture. But they also have someone who's in charge of digital transformation. And maybe he's not 100% effective, but his daily agenda must include yeah, and something course. about digital transformation, at least.
1: Digitalization of, yeah. the, of the land, of the, of, the, and yeah. uh, of the cadastre, for example. Uh, uh, and, also very by,
0: and also, by the way, uh, I forgot to mention that in the parliament, also special committee on digital transformation was created.
1: Um, speaking about uh, digital transformation by de- by definition there is a there is a political way but there is also the technological way startup and so on you are in charge also a lot about this uh, uh, global politics uh, you are a lot uh, in all the big uh, fair worldwide uh, how do you see your country now in the startup uh, the startup world in your country uh, and 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 what is the uh, what is the direction you would like uh, it to take
0: well that's a good question um well quite frankly um we we were caught in this war on uh, on the rise of uh, venture capital in- industry and startup uh, startup uh, ecosystem uh, of Ukraine it was uh, absolute record since Ukraine got independent I think we almost reached 1 billion in investment in, in startup ecosystem and then it's just it, it, it of course it, it dropped and one of the on, one of the uh, strategic goals that we came up with after the war started uh, was we want to become one of the top five countries in Europe from number of startups per 1 million population standpoint. So we calculated that we have roughly like 75, 80 startups per 1 million population. For example, average in Europe, it's around 500, close to 500. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to quadruple or raise it like five times. And um, while moving in this war, because I think we came up with this eight or nine months ago. Uh, but we we don't know when the war is, is going to be over. And every day war goes on. Uh, of course, all the, um, I would call them civil projects, are under doubt. Like, you, you, are you, Do you want to invest in something like, people do in Ukraine if it's a war and no one actually know. But in the same time, we realized that something new started to happen. Uh, It's a a rise of military tech ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And I believe that uh, we could become one of the top countries in the world with most developed military tech ecosystem.
1: Only military tech or or some civil tech touching the military? uh Um,
0: What we would also call them, there's a section what we call dual use Mm -hmm. products or projects. So basically, there could be a drone that made a surveillance on the battlefield, but at the same time, he could perform surveillance on agriculture field. So it's not that they create only military drone, but they can also create a drone that after the war could be a perfect solution for identifying what's going on uh, in any country yeah. uh, with their crops or i don't know any other life uh, any other types of stocks um or also surveillance on livestock that working on somewhere i don't know and since they're using ai right now to identify people identify uh russian tanks so drone basically flying and i saw this by myself it's like uh it's flying it's all green green and then up oh, you can see that there's a and he shows there's a tank with a human eye it's it's, it's impossible it, it's, yeah. it's almost impossible to recognize but ai can see those things so combination of human eye and artificial intelligence uh rec- uh, uh, v- uh visual recognition um it, it, it gives results. So after the war, this kind of technology could be transformed into something else. So we believe that those kind of companies, it's not just about drones, it's also cybersecurity startups, it's also food security, uh, health, uh, digital health, mm-hmm. many things that close to the problems that we are solving in extreme conditions could be um, solved after the, after the war. So this is what call a military tax. It, it's a broad definition. It's not just ob- uh, strictly something that shoot or uh, it, it connected to. Yeah, uh, yeah, I see what you mean. Uh, um, yeah, that's, that's Annihilation of things.
1: That very interesting way to tell because my foundation is financing now technology like that, uh, mm-hmm. not for the military usage but for cleaning of lands uh, where you have a yeah. lot of uh, mines. Mine. or, or, or mining is also demining, something
0: yeah. a problem that uh, I know uh, we have already started. This getting those ideas and giving grants as a government for some of them, uh, and we see a number of demining solutions that uh, make sense. Make
1: sense, uh, yeah, totally. Um uh IT inside the economy uh, is growing. Uh, that's uh, one of the only one things you are exporting besides, of course, agricultural product. Uh, what is the vision for this uh, for this year? How do you push this part to be the one with developing for the world?
0: Well, um, yeah indeed, Uh, I think IT is the only industry in Ukraine that grew almost 6% year-over-year, which is unbelievable actually, like I I can't imagine a country, uh, I don't remember actually a country where uh, in the times of war uh, some of the businesses were even showing growth, not declining trend. Uh, 7.3 billion, I think they, they brought us, it's also absolute record. But they are reaching like it's a plateau, uh, you, you cannot do much about it. Um, anyway, uh, I think City was the major uh, project to help uh, the, to boost the growth of IT industry. So basically offering any company in Ukraine low taxes, uh, like basically you paid 9% corporate tax I think in France it's much much more.
1: Much more. Uh, uh, third, I think something yeah, like that. Yeah. So nine,
0: just nine percent corporate tax and labor taxes. If you employ people, you pay together. They, you, company, they pay eight percent or something, less than ten percent. And Maybe you, you 8. can. Eight point five something uh, to be. Uh, to yes,
1: be fair. I, I'm not an expert of, of yeah. tax. So, but, uh, uh,
0: but. I think in uh, in Ukraine I, on the regular basis you uh, you employ. Pay forty percent, uh, so it's almost five times uh, f- less than less, yeah, yeah. than the regular system. In I think in France it's also close to 40 50. So 40 well 50, yeah. uh, fif- fifty I think. Yeah. So that's the major project that was aimed to support uh, IT industry. And th- there's th- th- there are not just low taxes. There are a number of other things to make investments easier, make uh, uh, intellectual property rights control easier and more safely. So, th- there, there are a m- number of benefits that uh, DA provides to IT business in Ukraine. Uh, I think that's the, that's the major one. Also, we as a government always promote IT industry uh, anywhere we and, and trying to on government level to establish contacts between different countries mm-hmm. if they need, need, need any sort of development. Um, but anyway, major factor uh, uh, are businesses themselves. They uh, mature enough to get contracts from Boeing, for example, mm-hmm. or from Audi, or from Mercedes Benz, or from Toyota, or from Deutsche Bank, or from Citibank, or any other big uh, Fortune 500 company. they able to uh, establish business relationship with, with, with them without any government involvement. And 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 this brought uh, jobs to hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians.
1: Um, when you are moving to um, uh, with your delegation to Viva Technology, Web Summit, or mm-hmm. all the big technology fair, uh, what is the vision of other startup on, on on what is happening in Ukraine?
0: Well, as I will say, uh, this is the kind of uh, things that thing that I say every time we visit, and uh, our major goal in those events uh, help them fundraise and uh, fund, also fundraising for uh, for Ukraine. So the best. So, so what, what I say all this is the best way to help Ukraine is to invest in Ukraine. In Ukraine. So that's 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 what <laughs> we could call a vision too. That we trying to uh, achieve. Yeah, th- to give people that. Yeah, if you want to help us, work with our people, or work with our companies. Uh, I know if know if you, you can donate, of course, because we are at war. But uh, you can also invest in in in, in Ukrainian startup and this and that could be also help. Yeah,
1: after uh, you know, <coughs> during a war, a war time, it's complicated for investor to invest uh, inside a war, uh, a war zone. Let's say here, um, my foundation is 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 linking uh, technology with uh, with humanitarian answer. And I'm telling everyone when we are doing 3D printing, for example, mm-hmm. or, or investing in, in AI, uh, guys, we are opening the road. We are doing that now because we are a foundation. We are able to answer mm-hmm. the needs now and tomorrow that will be the private sector we will follow. So it's, it's, you have many, many things that can be done, but I'm still amazed by the fact that you are raising money, you are a new, new startup uh, uh, growing on the international market, and it's, it's a very good news.
0: Yeah, and, it's, uh, and you mentioned like, um, you said that yeah, it's hard to invest in country w- which is in the war uh, but you when it comes to IT and it comes to startups you basically invest in people so war becomes not so major factor here because if, if uh, potential investors see that they can accomplish that that the team is great He could also, even in times of work, he'd also make this positive decision about investment. Because uh, he basically investing not in physical assets, but in in people and people could move just in in worst case scenario.
1: What is your next big project in your agenda? If you can Uh, talk about.
0: Well, I can, uh, I mentioned that already that uh, uh, we Believe that military tech is a, is a next big thing for Ukraine in f- 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 in terms of technology and business development. Uh, so soon we're going to announce uh, a um, a big project related to military tech development in Ukraine. I I can't uh, of course b- disclose like many details, but uh, I think that we as a government must take. Strong stand and say that any projects that makes us closer to victory must not have left without attention.
1: All European Union commissioners are now in town. They just arrived, if I remember, this morning or during the night. Are you expecting big things from the European Union?
0: Yeah, there should be a couple of positive things, as far as I know. But I think ma- the major date is tomorrow, so yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that beginning tomorrow. Uh, yeah. yeah. So there will be a lot of, uh, of good announcements, and um, personally, I think that we moving with the uh, with a good pace, and uh, it, it's from my st- personal standpoint, it's even faster than I expected.
1: Uh, time is flying, so I would like to, to give you the uh, last hand, uh, the word for the last hand. Uh, uh, what would you like to tell the tech community, the developers from uh, from all over the world about uh, about us here in Ukraine? Yeah.
0: Last, last couple of months, I'm, I'm really into this uh, military technology cluster development. And uh, I think that what I would like to say is that Ukraine could become one, I think, number one or number two, definitely top three countries in the world where we will see billion dollar valuation companies originated from Ukraine that have created products that might do the demining, drones, uh, food security, as I Mm -hmm. mentioned, for cyber security. So we're going to see big names. I think that's. That, that war, that brutal war that we never wanted and we wanted to end it still gave us a chance to raise completely new ecosystem. And uh, I would like to say that we, we welcome everyone that want to work with us and want to invest in people. And we're open to uh, anyone who uh, interested in building those companies together with us. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. It was a pleasure podcast The French Futurist.